We've got all the news right here. I'm going to stop you right there. I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chicken intervention. Cosmic Chicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive through and change your life. For breakfast, you got this. Wake up breakfast. Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 1,200 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Derek Hewitt Mills.
give it up, give it up. Wow. How many of you want more? You want more? You want more? You want more? What? In our church, we like more. Amen. We want to take, we have two testimonies today, so we're going to take our first one from Sam Sally. Sally Sam, where is he? All right, let's give it up for our pineapple farmer. Hallelujah. Amen. I see everything is turning around for my good. It's turning around for my good. It's turning around for my good. Amen. All right, so. It's a testimony. It's a testimony. It's turning around. Amen. All right, so my testimony is um, on prayer. And um, I had a very close friend, okay. And we're very close. But all of a sudden, things happened and, you know, confusion set into the camp. Then, you know, there were a lot of fights, bitterness, whatever. Then, you know, I decided, okay, fine, you know, let it be, right? So, fast forward January 2015, no, January 2016 on the 15th. I was sleeping and the Lord, you know, laid on my heart to wake up and pray. So, I woke up. I'm not the person who wake up at 6 o'clock. So, I woke up at (laughs) 5.30. So I went, I went outside, and then I started praying. So I was praying. It was so heavy on my heart. I prayed, prayed, prayed. And I think it was during the time that we were having the demons and how to deal with them. That book is very powerful. I could feel a demon trying to disturb some people. So I got up, I prayed. And that day, that very day, that evening, something happened in that person's life. And... I got to know the next day. The person was like, you know, I want to see you. Let's talk. We spoke. The person was telling me that evening, some things were happening. I was like, in my head, ah, hey, God, Charlie, you you do. <laughs> you don't waste time. And then after that, you know, one thing led to another. I was like, you know, I think the book, Demons and How to Deal with Them, is for you. So let me buy it for you. So I bought it and gave it to her. And then... Um, Recently, just two days ago, she was like, oh, she's reading the book. It's powerful. You know, she's praying. She's praying. It says she... It says she... Oh, wait, were you expecting something different? <laughs> Me, I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, she's praying. She's, she's listening to sermons. And I just want to thank God that that one prayer, just that one prayer changed the life. And I just want to bless God. Thank you. It's a she. 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 Amen. So we also have Michelle to share a testimony with us. All right, Michelle. Let's give it up for Michelle. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, so my testimony. So last semester, I was doing very well in the beginning. Then when I received my final grade, I was very disappointed. Like it was bad. Okay, it wasn't bad, but it was bad. (laughs) So I I felt really discouraged because most of the time I was always in church. Like 
like when I could have been reading, I was always in church, always in church. So when I came back this semester, I made up my mind that, oh, nah, I don't want to always be in church. Just <laughs> Sunday and Wednesday service. So, yeah, so my shepherd too was like, oh, Michelle, like, oh, nah. Like, I didn't even give him time to speak. So we went, we're doing the uh, uh, demons and how to deal with them. And I, I don't know what made me change my mind. I just started going to church. I don't know why. Like, I just found myself going to every meeting that we're supposed to go to. And yeah, and then my powerful testimony, the last one. So, Python. <laughs> hey, that cause. <laughs> so, before I read on, the exam was, I think, Wednesday. So on Tuesday, I was like, hmm, I need to read. So before I read, I was like, God, please. So as for this exam, please let me pass it. So, and I was like, if um, whatever will come out, and make, like, God should allow me to focus on it. So the next day, I was sleeping, and I don't know. I slept at four, just reading Python. And at eight o'clock, I, was just, I don't know, I just woke up. Like, I couldn't, because I was really scared and everything. And then I read, um, I don't know, that time I was re- reading my Bible. And in my Bible it said, um, ask anything in my name and I shall grant it unto you. So I knelt down and I prayed to God. And there's this guy, Toby, he came and I told him that, oh, Toby, as for functions, I don't understand anything. Like I didn't understand anything in functions. But instead, he didn't even teach me the function I asked him to teach. He was, he was teaching me something else. And not knowing that at the end of the day, that thing came out in the exam. And it comprised of four, and I didn't know it. And it was four questions. So, yeah, that's my testimony. I'd like to thank you. Amen. All right. So, we want to make a little space for some of our brothers and sisters outside. So, if you can, those of you who are outside, you can bring a row. About one, two, three, four, five, six chairs can come inside. Like from where did you? Well, you guys, if you guys can come in, so you bring your six chairs so that you can have space to see clearly. All right. Ashes, can you please help them so that they can come inside quickly? Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Okay, 12 chairs. We can add about another we can add another row. Another row of six more people, please. Come please come in. Come in. Alright. Come come inside. Ashes, are you helping them to come in? Eric, please. Amen. Alright. Please quickly, 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 please come inside quickly. Please come inside quickly. Please come inside quickly. Just arrange it nicely over here at the back here. Alright, please, we are waiting for you. Please come in. We are waiting for you to come in. If you can be close, be close. It's always a blessing to be closer. Amen. All right.
right. So, ushers, please have a seat. If everybody's in, please, please sit down. And let's continue. All right. Is everybody seated? Okay. waiting for the last people to sit down quickly so that we can continue with our service. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. As I was saying, um, this year we were the first to have our service. Amen. And last year we were the first to have our service again. And you know that whenever God, when God chooses something first, it's usually the most important to him. And you mean that today God has a very important word for you. Amen. That's something that is about to transform and change your life forever. So, I want you to have excitement and joy in your heart to receive what God has for you. So, I want you to rise up to your feet with some Jesus joy. Let us welcome the Bishop, Doug Hewitt Mills, to preach us. blessing we have in you today. Guide us by your mighty spirit. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 26. Now today is the, we are going to do the sword cutting for your church building today. Amen. I think this place it's not good enough for us, isn't it? Not the best place. So, from here, we are going to the land to go and uh, pray over it. Amen. Amen. Would you like that? Yes. Wonderful. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 26. Saul also went home to Gibeah, and there went with him a band of men whose hearts God had touched. But the children of Belial said, how shall this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no presents. But he held his peace. Amen. Amen. I'll read it again. Saul also went home to Gibeah, and there went with him a band of men whose hearts God had touched. But the children of who? Belial or Satan said, how shall this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no presents, but he held his peace. Sometimes when you don't give offerings or presents, it's a form of despisement. It's a measure, it's a, it's a message. All right. But my topic is Mark chapter 4. Um, verse 24 
and 25. He that has, to him shall be given. And he that has not, from him, even that which he has shall be taken away. Alright? This is a, a statement by Jesus that the one who has will have more. And the one who doesn't have, even the small that he has, is going to lose it. This is what Jesus Christ said. I wish he hadn't said it. How many also wish Jesus hadn't said it? Yes. Because it doesn't sound fair. At all. But that's the way it is. That's what happens. So you can't fight God's word. And you cannot. It it will by all means happen. Amen. Amen. Because you can't fight it. So you rather need to line yourself up with the word of God. And see the mysteries that are at work. And deliver yourself from the bad side of the prophecy. Because in the Bible there are two things. Always good and bad things. Always when you hear the bad thing. You just try to escape. And when you hear the good thing. You say amen. And then you also try to flow with the good path. And align yourself with the wisdom. You can't change it. When the Bible said, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. Look, I have a new book that will be coming out soon. You'll see, you'll see that in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. Nobody has escaped from it. When the Bible said that the woman, In sorrow you shall bring forth children, and the man shall rule over you, you'll see that. You cannot escape it. Yes. It's better to understand it and use wisdom. Because you are surrounded. You are surrounded by that word. When he said, a servant of servants shall thou be, like, um, which was a, a curse or a punishment to Ham. There were only three human beings in the world. Ham, Shem, and Japheth. And this was a blessing. He blessed two and he spoke a curse on one of them. That's why we are in this ramshackle building. This, this is a building, honestly, if I use the English word to describe what it's worth, you, not, you, may, not, you may think I'm saying something else. But we should be somewhere more improved than this. And look at the road. It's servants, what servants can do for themselves. That's it. That's it. You are used to it because it's always there. So you don't notice it anymore. But it's wild. (laughs) It's very wild. Yeah. That's why I said we are going to the land. To start. And we are going to start that building. And we we will build it. When Moses promised the Jews. He said if you do not obey what I'm saying. These things will happen. You can't escape it. And they have not escaped it. If you ever go to Israel, or you read that book that I'm writing, you will see that the Jews have not been able to escape those words. The word of God, Bible says, heaven and earth will pass away. It's not only Hitler who persecuted the Jews. Hitler was the most recent one. 
they've been persecuted and expelled from nation after nation after nation several times and tortured and punished and kinds of things for years it was it's in the bible so brothers and sisters this one too he that has shall have more and he that has not even that which he has will be taken away don't joke with it it's a statement you shouldn't joke with because the world is divided into these two groups ghana is also divided into these two groups and the groups are fulfilling this thing. He that has not is becoming less. Our timber is less. Our cocoa is less. Our oil is less. Our everything is less. And those who have are increasing. Today you are joining the good group. You will not say amen. You say amen. Say amen. When you hear the word of God, your duty is to scream amen. Yes. You are joining the he that has group. And whatever qualities he that has, has, you must decide to adopt, even if it's not natural. Did you hear me? Even if it is not natural in your case. To behave like that, you must decide, I will adopt those um, qualities. I will adopt it. Are you there? So, he that has, if you divide the world into he that has and he that has not, basically, he that has not, eh, he that has not in a, a, a simple classification hmm? is black and white. Black does not have, and white has. I mean, you may not like what I'm saying, but you see, I can say that because I'm neither black nor white. I'm not on the black man's side, and I'm not on the white man's side. I'm on God's side. Yes. White people do particular things all all the time. And black people do particular things all the time. And where you see a control, then you see, wow. If you go to South Africa, when you arrive, you think you are in Holland. Not because it was built by black people. It was built by white people. Till 1994, then they handed over to the black. That country was built by white people. The roads, there's no dusty road in the country. There's nothing like this. We have traveled from the north to the south. Every, every part. There's nowhere like this. There's no, there's no structure like this. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Like, yes. But if you don't believe what I'm saying, 
Just as with all the other things that are in the Bible that you can't escape, you not escape this one whilst you are on earth. And if you don't believe the word of God, you also escape, you also not escape hell. You actually go to hell. Because you don't believe things. So you've got to believe and flow with what the implications are. Because we are surrounded. A curse is equivalent to being in a castle and being surrounded by troops from north to south without any space. It means that when you go this way to happen, 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 when you go this way, in every direction, it results in the same thing. If you look at black people, whether we are in the Caribbean, is the poorest group. Whether it's Australia, the, the lowest and poorest. Whether it's America, the lowest in education, lowest in health, lowest, highest of crime, lowest housing, lowest everything. Whether it's continents, whether it's Africa, Europe, Asia, whatever, it's the lowest, the only part of the world that has become poor in the last 30 years poorer. Everybody is going up. Look. <laughs> you, you can't even believe it. When you cross from South Africa to Lesotho, when you cross, as soon as you cross, Lesotho has not been, was not ruled by white people. As soon as you cross, you see what we call pastoralism. <laughs> which is herding of goats and cows. It's fantastic. But that's what I'm saying that is the, the best way to describe it is to describe being surrounded, a small city that is surrounded. Like whether you go a Caribbean way, whether you go colonialism, whether you go apartheid, whether you go independent, whether you go never being colonized, whether you go, whether, whether you go uh, what are the way? Revolution. Hey, whichever direction, it comes to the same thing. You find the troops on each side enforcing their wish. That's what I mean by a surrounding. So the Bible said there was a city that was surrounded. And there was a poor wise man in the city. And he, by his wisdom, delivered the city. So you can be delivered from curses by wisdom. Yes. You can be delivered from curses by wisdom. That is why, even though the Bible says that a woman will suffer in giving birth and in all that, through the wisdom of science and medicine, many women give birth without a touch. They just go, they give birth, and they are out. It's like, Charlie, I escaped. Yeah. <laughs> you are escaping every curse today in the name of Jesus. So, when you fight wisdom, and you reject wisdom, you are rejecting your own life. You are, you are accepting poverty and wickedness. And even as a leader and a, a manager you know, of different things, that is my greatest struggle. Because the people that I'm leading, they, they cannot re- realize that they're actually fulfilling a curse. When you are turning what we are, whatever has been built into a virtual rubbish dump, they can't see that that is, they are fulfilling something. If you go to our airport, you can find local Ghanaians who have enough money to rebuild that. What is there? If that's an airport, they can build it. 
if that is the airport, one floor here and one floor here, they can do it. There are individuals in the country who can just do it. Nice. But something is working. Something is working. You are escaping from the something today in Jesus' name. Yeah. Discovering a curse is like waking up in bed to find a cobra lying by you. You have to be very careful. Because if you make the wrong move, you can get worse. It may just be feeling cold because snakes feel cold and they need some warmth to make them whatever. But if you do something wrong, before you realize it's a bite you and everything will get worse. So discovering that, hey, I'm a son of Ham. You have to be gentle. Discovering that I am a woman, you have to be careful. Discovering I am a Jew, you have to be careful. Discovering I am a Jew hater. Look, you look, everybody who have hated Jews and fought Jews. Look, the people that have tormented Jews more than anybody, France, Germany, European nations, Russia, and the Arabs, there's almost no, there's no Jew. When you read, you see there's no Jew in all these Arab countries. I was in Libya one time. They told me there are three things we don't have it here. One, we don't have Jews. Two, we don't have Christians. Three, we don't have Americans. These three, we don't have it in this country. We have everything, but we, these are the three things we don't have. We don't have here. Yes. All those nations have been deprived of Christ. That's the greatest darkness has fallen on the whole of Europe and the whole of the Middle East. If there is ever something that you will call a curse, that a curse of darkness and blindness will fall upon a huge group. Whereas America have the same type of people. There, Americans are British, Irish, French, Germans, and so on, who went there. You see that they also have their prosperity. They believe in God. They have a lot of Christians. The greatest Christian force in the world there. Oh, yeah. And they have been the greatest supporters of Israel. I don't know if they're also going to change and you'll see another thing. Yeah. I am surrounded. I'm surrounded. That's what David said. But by the power of wisdom and the wisdom of the word of God. You are the next person to escape. All right. Now, there are many little, little things which he that has does. I said the world is divided into two. Ashesi University is divided into two. He that has, he that has not. You are joining he that has. Now, there are certain little things that they do. He that has. And he that has not, there are certain things that they always do. Do you get it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And with each successive government that we've had, it's almost the same thing that you experience. Yes, it's almost the same thing. If I blindfold you and I drop you in either Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Benin, what, there is a place when you open your eyes, you say, you say, oh, I'm in Nima. Oh, I'm in uh, Ashaiman. Oh, I'm in here. You, you can't tell where you are. No, it's the same. Only you haven't traveled, so you don't know. Hmm. So he that has not always does certain things. And it always results in the same picture. True. So what do he that have do? 
That is the verse I read to you. How shall this man save us? How shall this man save us? He that has recognizes different people when they come into their lives. And recognize that this person is important in my life. And this person has been sent by God to play a role in my life. He that has not, even when the person comes, you slap the person, karate the person, judo the person, and the person is out of your life. And so, whatever blessing there is that would have come through and from that person, you are out. So, in this story, Saul was made a king. But the people shouted, Ah! The, and these were the children of Belial. They said, How shall this, who is he? What, what is this man? How shall he save us? And they despised him and brought him no presents. So, God will touch the heart of some people to recognize. Yes. And when they recognize, you see that that recognition is great and is the greatest blessing for your life. So, the first, number one, he that has recognizes, the world is divided into two. He that has recognizes blessed people. Hmm? Like when somebody has a blessing in the life, in the person's life. Okay? He recognizes when somebody has a blessing on the person's life, that this person is a blessed person. And nearness to a blessed person may be far more profitable to you than your degree. But some of you are going to do masters and PhD. But there are people working in Seattle who will not even go to university. Bill Gates, did he go to university? No. And uh, the other guy, Steve Jobs, did he go? And the other, Zukin, whatever. <laughs> did he also go? No, they didn't go. Or even Richard Brands, the owner of Virgin Atlantic. He didn't go to school. He didn't go to school. He didn't go to school at all. He didn't like school at all. <laughs> yes. You are going to do your PhD. Some of you are going to be PhDs. I tell you. And one of the things... Education is important because knowledge. Knowledge brings prosperity. It's good. It's not a, not, not a good thing. It's a very good thing. But what you must realize is that he that has does not become he that has by only one thing. Sometimes, and when you don't know it, when even God has decided to provide for you by this way, you say, oh no, 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 me, I'm into schooling. So you go for schooling when the blessing came on the side and you don't recognize it. You miss it. Yes. Because there are many ways. God, God is not restricted when he wants to make you rich. In fact, you could call this prosperity. Riches, which everybody likes. But I'm just using the words of Jesus. 
only one way. There's not only one way to make it. One of the ways is by being associated and associated with somebody upon whom there is a blessing to be prosperous or to be blessed or whatever it is. Genesis chapter 30 verse 27. Laban spoke to Jacob. Remember Jacob had been sent to his uncle. His, Jacob's mother was Rachel. Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Remember the story of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Abraham's wife was Sarah. Isaac's wife was Rachel. Is it Rachel? Re- Rebecca, sorry. Rebecca. And then Jacob's wife is Rachel. Okay, so Isaac's wife, Rebecca, brother, Rebecca's brother is this man, Laban. Oh, I'm wrong. Yes. And so Jacob is the son of Rebekah. Okay? And Rebekah's brother is Laban. So Laban is to Jacob, Uncle Laban. Your mother's brother, direct. He went to stay with him. And after working with him for, he cheated him twice. He, he said he was going to marry. He give him his daughter to marry. Okay? And after staying for some time, he gave him the wrong person. Because they used to have their weddings in the evening. And they don't have electricity like we do. So although it sounds like a joke, when we say, unveil your bride and check to see that he is the real person, there is a real reality about that, that people go into the wedding chamber without candles, or with a candle that is very dim. And out of the zeal, they execute all their plans, turn off the candle and do whatever they want to do, only to find out in the morning that it's a different person. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. One day I met somebody who wanted to divorce his wife and he said, I married in the night. <laughs> Which means that I didn't see clearly when I was getting married. And that is why when you are going to get married or in a relationship, you should give yourself time to see clearly. What am I seeing? Put on the candle properly. Who are you? What are you made of? What are you really like before you execute everything and then you see that you married in the night and you'll be telling us later that you've decided that you can't stay again. Are you a clown? (laughs) When you were saying, you were saying you are sure. Now you say you can't stay. So in order not to be a clown, look carefully and take your time. Amen. Or you want me to say we are having a marriage seminar before you will believe what I'm saying? This is the marriage seminar. I don't need any marriage seminar. This is it. This is the marriage seminar. You are hearing it. Yes. Wow. Now, Uncle Laban recognized that as long as Jacob was there, the flocks increased. 
But you see, many people would not attribute it to God. And they would not attribute it to a blessing from God. That is what we call the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Which is the spirit of attributing things to God. Are you with me? You can attribute things to different things. You may say, oh, the guy is clever. Oh, the guy is fast. Oh, the guy is wise. Oh, the guy's father is good. Oh, the guy had some money. Oh, this is the reason. All those can be given. But we have the spirit of the fear of the Lord, which is the spirit of attributing things to God. That God, I I believe it's because of God. So if you take Europeans who have discovered many things, in fact, the spirit of wisdom, creativity, knowledge, understanding, strength, they have, they have that spirit. And, but they lack the spirit of the fear of the Lord, which is the spirit of attributing things to God. That is why when they discovered, um, you know, Galileo was the first to discover these planets, many of the planets. He was in 1600. He, you see, with his telescope that he made, he could look far. He saw Jupiter with the moons around it. And it, it's a very small thing, but you can see that there's something there, and there are three things around it. Four, there were four moons. But recently, they sent a spaceship, 1995 or 96, they sent it. It arrived around Saturn, 2005, from here. Then it filmed. And you see the film of the pictures of the planets. You can't believe it. The, my response and it was my wife's response to when she, she, I was watching the video. When I saw it, I wanted to kneel down and say, God, hey, we don't know who is God. Then, I tell you, God doesn't care that we don't know. He doesn't care at all that you, you can't see it. Yes, huge. Jupiter is 1,000 times bigger than the earth. With 56 moons going around it. The four big ones are there and then others. And then Saturn with rings around it. Look when you see. And I remember the first time I put on that video I was watching. That was my research. Then my wife came into the room. When she saw it, I said, look, this is Saturn. Her face was like, hey, why, are peop- why don't people fear God? That was her reaction. Because that should be that the reaction of somebody who knows God. It's like, hey, how will you not rather be afraid of God when you see this? But that has not been the reaction of the white people in Europe. They, they said, okay, this came out of an explosion of gases. I mean, I heard the man, I heard the man explaining it. I said, no, 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 no. It's not happening. Then he took us to a river somewhere with ice and he was showing, you see how the ice is here. And so it's this same way which this river was formed with the ice passing through here and mixing and joining. This is how the planet forms. So the rings around Saturn, this is how it... And he was giving an explanation. I said, no, 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 no. It's too, it's too bad. But this is what I'm calling... That's why the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, and plus, plus, the most important, the spirit of the fear of God or the spirit of attributing things to God. It's a good place to clap. 
In the same way, Laban, Uncle Laban, saw that his sheep had become plenty. Ha! He saw that they became a lot. He said, hey, I've not seen such growth before. <laughs> Somebody else would have said, oh, it's, you know, it's the new fertilizer that I put into the ground. And that's what's really working. And it was this, uh, whatever, it's the new pastures and my new shepherds that I have. And the wolves, have, the population of wolves has gone down. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Huh? So I want you to listen carefully. Sometimes you are only blessed because you are near something that is already blessed. Yes. And you must respect it because it's a very major, it's a very major thing. You know, one time I was in Seattle and I was in this church. The Asha pastor who was taking me around he was just pointing to me, the different people. He said, you see the man standing by the door? He Asha. No, he's a millionaire. And you go around and say, you see the man? He said, yeah. Oh, they are all millionaires. Oh, that's Bill Gates' town. They showed me Bill Gates' house when we were driving. I said, that's Bill Gates' house. I said, wow. Then, when I finished preaching, the one millionaire sent me a message that this is the best sermon he has ever had. I preached about Lazarus and hell. He said, this is the best sermon he has ever had. So the, the pastor, the usher, the pastor who was ushering me around told me that, oh, that is a senior millionaire, the one who sent you that message, a senior. So I asked him, now, what do you mean by a senior millionaire? He said, among the millionaires, there, there are groups and classes. <laughs> he that had is something among he that has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one of the millionaires came and he was chatting with me and he, showed, he was showing us something that he designed. What was it? That, do you remember what he, that guy designed? He designed something that they use on the phone. Either a ringtone or something that made, that made him a millionaire. That allows him to do a, to play some game, something. He just, he, he designed. So that's what he designed. That's how he became a millionaire. Yeah. He that has. You are joining them. In Jesus' name. Hey! So, just being in that area, you, you see, somehow changes things when you are near blessed people. So, what I want to say to you is that on earth, you will meet people that have a blessing. If you recognize it, you will see. My carpenters, are more blessed than many of my pastors. My carpenter. My carpenter. Who has been with me for more than 20 years. He's richer. Oh, it's true. And my mason. I can't lie to you. Why did I come here to tell lies? It's true. My carpenter. And my mason. I've watched them because they, without knowing, do you understand, being associated and always having, even yesterday my mason was in my, in my house, inside, deep inside my house doing something for me. He has been with me for years. I've never employed him. I've never employed him. Huh? That's why they call me, they call me father. Years ago they started calling me 
their father. Yes. People don't realize that it's one of the greatest sources of prosperity is association with things that are blessed and things that are working. If you learn it, you become like Uncle Laban. Who if and you know amazingly it's unbelievers who see such things. Unbelievers are, you know, Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, Hmm, no one can do these things unless God is with him. I mean, it was not part of the team. Many times people that are part of the team don't see it. Huh? Are you still around? Yes. Or you are going home? Yes. Listen, no, because this is the this is the cause of poverty and prosperity. And you see that when people separate, that's the end of them. There are churches. I don't want to mention their names because you know you know them. There are people who were associated with the leaders of those churches. But a time came when they just left off. Recently, I met one of them. And I asked somebody, that, this man, what does he do now? And he said, he said to me, begging. He goes around asking for money. Diplomatically, very diplomatically, carefully asking for money. But the person who he was associated with, to whom he was the right hand man, is a millionaire, is a multi millionaire today. But out of pride and out of not recognizing what you have and what you are near, you'll be near it and you, you reject it. Turn to Isaiah chapter 1. Hear, O heavens, Isaiah chapter 1. Just go to chapter 1. Isaiah. Hear, O heavens. Give ear, O earth. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 2. Isaiah is the evangelistic prophet. Have you found it? Because I want to read it with you. Have you found it? Please, every, every Christian should be interested in what I'm saying. Unless you are not a Christian. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 2. Hear, O heavens, give ye O earth. For the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children. And they have rebelled against me. Huh? Which is another whole discussion. But verse 3. The ox, the ox knoweth his owner. The ox knoweth his owner. And the ass. Not your bottom. The ass, the donkey. His master's crib. But Israel does not know. Israel does not know. My people do not consider. Ah, sinful nation. A people laden with iniquities. A seed of evildoers. Children that are corrupters. They have forsaken the Lord and provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Why should you be stricken anymore? Will you revolt anymore? Look at it. 
He said the ox knows his owner. The ox, how do oxes? Ox, what, is an, what is an ox? What is an ox? Is it a cow? A type of cow. A male. That is used for working, not for meat. Ah. You are so useless that you are not used for meat. You are used for working, a workhorse. So do they also make them moo? They, they know their owner. When the owner comes, they know him. They know, this is my owner. This is my owner. But my people, they don't know. <laughs> That's what he said. The ox, mm, moo. He, he knows. This. So when he comes, he knows. Even horses, you know, I used to play with horses all the time. My father had horses. You know, you got to be sure the horse knows you. Because horses can bite. They can bite like camels. Can bite your, your face. Yes. You got to be careful. And they can kick. That's the way they survive. How do you think giraffes and so on survive with lions and so on? It's by kicking. You got to be careful. But when they know you, you come and, and they come to you. They even stroke you and they know you. You rub them and wow. And when you ride them and they know you rub them, you give them certain sounds. They know, they know what to do. The ox knows his owner. But my people, they don't know. Your eyes are open from today. To recognize blessings. Yes. My house boys are richer than some of my, many of my pastors. They are richer. It's true. You can't even believe it. But people do not recognize people when they come into their lives. And rather quarrel with them, leave them, disconnect when they should have stayed closer to certain people in their lives. Certain people should have been closer to you and nearer to you. And you should have seen, even, even sometimes amongst equals, you see that maybe God has chosen this person. You take Bob Marley, for instance. Some of you used to sing Bob Marley. He had associates, though. He had associates. And friends, they all started singing. They were called the Wailers. Then at that point, he said, you know, it's me. I'm the one. So he said, the next album is going to be Bob Marley and you people. <laughs> not, not all of us together. And some of them said, no, I'm just as good as you are. But you see, not everybody is just as good as anybody. God gives gifts to people. It's not everybody is the same. Communism wants to make us the same, but we are not the same. There is he that has and he that has not. That's when he wrote the song, I shot the sheriff. You know that song? I shot the sheriff. That song, the sheriff, he's the he's guy who he was singing with. When we went to his house, they explained that song to us. I shot the sheriff. The guy said that we were all, he explained all this to us. I shot the sheriff. The sheriff is the orangu who was leaving him. I shot him. I dealt with him. Even equals and classmates, you must be able to see that, you know something, God has made a gift here. Let's know how to work. A 
And disconnecting rather is sometimes disconnecting from your own life. At a price, I am my own man. Not everybody is made. Look, in the Bible, we have Timothy's and we have Paul's. Paul said, I received from the Lord. Then he will write plenty. Half of the New Testament. Timothy, he write to him and said, say this and do this. And preach what I preach. So we, we, not everybody received from heaven. Not everybody received from heaven directly. There was Timothy's who were told, do this, do this, preach this, say to them this. Anyone who wants to do, do this, do this, do this. Preach the things you heard of me, the same thing you preach. Those are Timothy's and Titus's. You are told what to do. And then we have the Paul's who said, and I received from heaven from, by revelation. The Lord said to me, and that is it. Not everybody is Paul. Say so you are Timothy and you want to be Paul. There is Paul's and those who could recognize it and recognize that gift. Those are wise people. One of, one of my gifts all through the years has been to recognize people. Most of my pastors, would, those who have been close enough when we started, they said, oh, we never thought we'd be pastors. Yes. Never thought of being pastors or leaders. Even singers. Recognizing them. If you look amongst my pastors, rarely do you see any star singer coming out of any church. Yes, even though there are wonderful singers all over. But you see that, as for me, I like to see them. I like to have singers. Even this afternoon, I'm going to do audition. I'm looking for more stars. Yes. So you may never become anything till you recognize. Yes. I've watched businessmen in my church so proud as to not want to learn. Sometimes I've told people, look, you know, we are going to buy cement, sell cement, but they are too big. So we have, we give the business millions. A, a church that has almost 500 building projects all over. Look at that. Hmm? We buy from unbelievers and others. Yes. So over the years, over the years, over the years, I've watched as people are not able to recognize. We don't have a building, so what can we say? (laughs) You are joining the upper class in Jesus' name. So please, remember this key. All through your life. Remember, you see that there is somebody. God has anointed them. even, Even amongst equals. And you find out that rather being with somebody is better. The the ox knows this is my owner. This is my owner. The ox. The ox knows it. Me, I've preached to a cow before. It never said amen. It never responded. It never smiled. It was chewing, you know. And it continued throughout the message. 
I, I preached to a cow in England, in Sunderland, in New, near Newcastle. I was walking, yes, and it was by the field. So I stopped and it was looking at me. And I said, God so loved, I, I used John 3.16, God so loved the world. No response. Like, this is the animal that knows that this is my owner. The one who is coming is my owner. A donkey. Not a horse, a donkey. An ass. That's why when, 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 when you are insulting, you are an ass. This is how we insult people. The insult is the ass. Your ass. Your ass and ass. This is like the insult that we are using on people. And the Bible says the ass. I mean like you've taken an animal and called the animal ass. They say, the ass knows. This is where I eat from. My master's crib. The crib is the place where the food is. This is where the ass knows it. And the Christians, born again Christians, and pastors, intelligent people, they don't know. They don't know. They, they said they do not consider. They don't think it through. A year mobile. A year two mobile. One day I visited a pastor. He was the associate of a great man of God. When we entered, I went with Bishop Saki. He just looked at us like this, up and down. We sat in his air-conditioned office. He was a great man. And we were like flies before him. We were like, we were like no, we were non-entities. Then we told him, you know, there's this issue that happens. He just looked, I can't remember what you are talking about. You know, let's, let's talk about something. I mean, this is we said, oh, sorry. We were, as if we were flies. The day came when the same attitude that he had towards us, he displayed it on his leader. And his leader cast him out. He, I said, well, I say big. High. The biggest. Today, he's going around begging. Not even, just even a member. You better watch out when God has planted you somewhere and you start having ideas. You know, a thought is a demon. Bible yeah. says, casting down imaginations and high things. When you cast it, is it that's why it, the thought itself is the demon. So when the thought is in you, the demon is in you. Yeah. When certain ideas are in you, demons are in you. Hey. Are you there or you are going home? It's soon time to go home. Number two, he that has recognizes poor people who God has sent to, to somehow bless you through those poor people. Yes. Poor people are not an evil thing when it comes to Christianity. Rather, poor people are the greatest source of prosperity for people who are called by God. When I say source of prosperity, showing kindness to poor people will even give you a job. First Kings chapter 17 and verse 9. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. 
Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. I've commanded what? A widow woman to sustain thee. Because people don't know that God uses the poor, can use the poor to bless you and to help you. Many Christians rather run away when you, when you hear certain places. Say, hey! Why are you going there? What are you going to do with such people? You should only minister to rich people. There are many people who will not wonder what I'm doing in this circumstance here. Yes. In this arrangement. (laughs) It's true. When I have when I have several cathedrals to choose from, I have to choose which cathedral that I will go to. Yes. They'll be wondering, what are you doing here? What is wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. The Bible says God has chosen, look, the anointing, the anointing is for the poor. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Preaching to the poor and ministering to the poor is, is, is the livelihood and the life of someone who is called by God. Any, you see, one time I was in England, there was a pastor, he said, why is it that there are no white people in the church? I told him, you know something? I can't really explain. But I want you, since he was working with the bank and certain high level, whatever, he was always relating with me. I said, you are anointed from now. I'm appointing you as a pastor. So I appointed him as a pastor. Start a church with white people. Let them all come. After some years, I asked, are they there? They are not there. I said, uh-huh. There's a reason. There's a reason. If you want only certain kind of people to be in your church, you want people staying at airport, residential area, and Trasaco Valley to be members of your you have nobody. Almost everybody that is with, with me now joined me when I was a student. The highest, longest standing faithful people that have been a great, they had nothing and came into my life with zero. And I've been here and are the greatest source of blessing to me up till today. With nothing. With nothing. Anybody who has made following rich people. So when I say, ah, this is where I have to be. This is the one who has to be my friend. This is whatever. This is... That, that is that is why you miss you make the mistake. You make the mistake. He said, I've commanded a widow to sustain you. It's that your livelihood rather come from these poor people. So Christians are not to despise poor people. Christians are not to despise. You should rather, you, you, your whole life. You see, people don't know that even if you take the Bill Gates Foundation and the money that they have, they don't even know who to give it to. Because you don't have good people doing things. If you were to rather focus on helping the poor, even our hospital, it's focused on helping them. I always explain to them, I said, look, I have no business starting a hospital. My work is ministry. The aim of the hospital is me. We use all the money to look after prisoners, to care, rehabilitate prisons, care for prisoners, run clinics, free clinics, a lot of free things. That's what we use the, 
that, that, that hospital for. Rather, it's becoming more. We cannot even keep the people. More is a blessing. Because blessing does not come from trying to be rich. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord, that is what makes you rich. The blessing of the Lord on something, that's what makes you rich. Not trying to get money. Many of us, we despise the poor. When you say somebody, go on a mission. If you ask me to go on a mission to Sierra Leone or America, I would choose Sierra Leone. Me, I would choose Sierra Leone. I can't be sent on such a mission now. I'm already on a mission. But if I have to choose between America and Sierra Leone, I would choose Sierra Leone. But you see the people, the despisement of something that you mentioned that is poor. Die, really? What am I going to do that? What are you, what are you doing there? What about that? What is that? You don't understand. I've commanded a widow to sustain you over there. A widow woman. A widow woman. She will care for you. You watch and see. Much provision. Much care. Much for he that has. Sometimes you see them that they are rather trying to care for people and trying to minister to the poor. That is what is bringing more money. Hmm. Funny. Funny. And the one who is trying to get money all the time is getting poorer and more in debt, more mortgages, more struggles. Oh, I've watched it happen over the years. You know, I've been in this same church for a long time. I, I hope you are aware. When I started, I was just like your, your, your age. That's how I was. When I see Jonathan standing here, it just reminds me of myself. Yes. That's how I was. Yeah. That is it. So I've seen people rise and also become nothing. You'll be something. You didn't say amen well. I said you'll be something. Don't be afraid of poor people. When you see poor, greet them carefully. Be nice to everybody. Some of you girls. Some of you girls. Some of you girls. You are going to make a mistake, but except you in Jesus' name. You are going to make a mistake in choosing a husband. Because the person that will come to you may come with nothing. And you'll be looking at him up and down and be scanning and saying, be scanning him and saying, This man has nothing for me. Yes, he has nothing. He has, he, uh, what, what can he do for me? Who is his father? His father is a poor man. His father is poorer than he himself. So when an A1 Christian brother without money, without anything, without even, he doesn't even know how to rap girls. Because he's not that way. He's the, he's the faithful person that you are actually can imagine exists. He is the one who is coming to you. When he comes to propose to you, he will start with Ezekiel. Excuse me, I want to share something from Ezekiel chapter 44. Ezekiel chapter 44. 
And when he finishes explaining, you are not even understanding. So you ask him, what are you, I don't understand what you are sharing. And he will explain to you, I'm sharing the blessings of Zadok. explaining the blessings of Zadok. You ask us, so what does the blessing of Zadok have to do with us? And you explain to him that there is a Zadok, Zadokic anointing here. <laughs> and I want you to partake of that Zadok anointing. That is in my life. Wow. But you were expecting a guy to come. Hi, baby. You look sweet, baby. Were you created or were you crafted? Wow. You turn to the lady and you tell her, Excuse me. Pardon? Excuse me. What did you say? Excuse me. You blocked my view. What do you mean? I can't see any other girl. I can't see any other girl because you blocked my view. Wow. This, this are the heavy wraps you are looking for. A person who can wrap you can wrap another. The words come out of his mouth like oil. Very easy. Yes. The guy who came with the blessings of Zadok, that's the right guy. I I agree that he doesn't know how to propose. But whatever he means by Zadok and the blessing of Zadok and all that, somehow it can turn into a good thing. Hallelujah. Are you there or you are going home? Yes. And he may be a poor man with nothing. Watch out for those who ask, who is your father? Where is, is your father? Uh, so, so, no. <laughs> it's not, where is he? So he's in the village. So, oh. <laughs> he's in the village. <laughs> You are not my type. You are not my type. I know brothers, when we were in the university, they had only one shirt, one trousers. When they ironed it, it became like graphic, like it was very flat. They ironed it, ironed it became straight. Yes, with nothing. But that's the right guy. But when you look at him, he doesn't seem to fit. So don't joke with poverty. Poor people, sometimes they are the wonders. The great blessing. God chooses poor people all the time. And uses them. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Are you going to recognize people when they come to your life? And finally, he that has recognizes men of God when they are sent into your life. 
Elijah was sent to the widow of Zarephtha. When there is a pastor who has been sent into your life, recognize him. Amen. And recognize that, no, this guy, God, God, has, God has decided that he is the one. Now, that is, that is your great revelation for your life. This is this. This is that. When the Holy Spirit came on the people on the day of Pentecost and they started speaking in tongues, people said, are they drunk? No. Then Peter pointed out, they said, no, this is that. What you read in Joel, this is it. You must become an expert at saying, this is that. What I read about in the Bible, this is it. Because it's how to locate it really in this life. What you read in the Bible and say that this is that. That's the key to doing well when it comes to God's servants and it comes to God. That thing I read in Joel, this is it here. So, 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 so Peter said, they are not drunk. They are not drunk. This is that. When he said the prophet Joel, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. They will speak in tongues. They will do this. They will, do, they will have visions. What you That thing is the one in Joel. So when you say the prophet is this, this, you have to be able to locate and say this, this man or this prophet. That's what we read in the Bible. Once you are able to recognize people, your life starts to change. When I recognized Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Hagin was more recognizing somebody like a child. But later on, God had to teach me to recognize different people. God told me to honor Bishop Duncan Williams. He spoke to me, go and honor him and always honor him. That's all. I do that. Don't not recognize people that are in your life. One day I met a pastor. He said to me, the greatest mistake of my life was to take Bishop Duncan Williams as my classmate. That's what he said to me. He said, I, it is the greatest mistake of my life. He said, I was his classmate. In school, in Bible school. And the greatest error of my whole life was to say that we are equals. He's, and I said to him, but you can't change. He said, it's too late now. He said, it's too advanced. I should have seen that God had really anointed him. And that God was going to use him. And if I had humbled myself, my, my, he, described, he said, my whole ministry would be completely different today. Yeah, he said it to me with his word, English words to me. He's sitting here, I'm sitting here, he's talking. Don't make that mistake. Whatever man of God he has sent into your life, learn to recognize. One day I was reading somebody's book and the Holy Spirit said to me, don't read this book as you are reading the book of your colleague. Receive this book as a book of your father from today. And from that moment, my attitude towards all his books changed. I, when I read, I read as if God. When I read, I think God is speaking to me. Many times I have the Bible and I have His book. I read it like the Bible, and many times it has been the greatest source of direction for, for my life and inspiration and direction and guidance. Are you listening? You are the next shining star to be released out of here to join He that hath. 
Recognize. Recognize. Open your eyes. The art of recognition. The art of recognition. The art of recognition. I recognize you. All my life I have to recognize people. One day I was lamenting to God I didn't have certain people in my life. And then he suddenly showed me. He said, this person is this. This person is that. This person. He just pointed out the people to me. And I knew he was telling me the truth. I don't want to give the exact examples. But I, I was lamenting. I don't have this in my life. I don't have this in my life. I don't have said, that's this one. That's this one. That's this one. They are already here. If you can receive it. Remember John the Baptist was walking around. And the people said, we hear Elijah was to come. Jesus said, if you can receive it, that's Elijah. That's Elijah right there. Maybe you can recognize. That's him. Wow. You are receiving sight. In Jesus name. Stand to your feet. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the great grace given to us today. We receive the grace to becoming he that has. Pray for yourself for a moment that God will transfer you by the supernatural power of his wisdom from he that has not to he that has. In Jesus' mighty name. is bowed and every eye closed if you are here today and you don't know Jesus as your savior maybe somebody invited you to church it is very important that you listen carefully to the call of salvation do you know Jesus will you die and go to hell are you born again 
Today, I sense there is somebody here. You want to rededicate your life. Take God very seriously. His word is true. The spirit of the respect of God and attributing things to God. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. If you are here today, you want to give your life to God. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. Then lift your right hand up high. Just your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. I see your hands lifted up high. I see so many hands. Wonderful. Now, if you are here and you also want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Say, I'm a Christian but not a good Christian. But I want to be a good Christian from today. I'm serious. Also lift your right hand. Also join them and lift your right hand. Now, all those who have lifted your hand, I want you to come to me in the front here. Come. I'm a Christian, but I'm not a good Christian. I want to give my life to Jesus. Come. His grace will be your covering. His blood will flow freely. It will provide your healing. your eyes say this prayer with me say Lord Jesus please forgive me for my sins I'm so sorry for all my bad ways today I come to the cross the cross of Jesus please wash me with the blood of Jesus please forgive me all my sins I give my life to Jesus. I give my heart to Jesus. Today. Thank you Lord. For saving me. Today. Please write my name. In the book of life. From today. I dedicate my life. To Jesus Christ. Say Jesus. From today. I dedicate my life to you. Please accept me. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, I belong to God and I will serve God. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. For saving me. For saving me today. From today, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to serve Jesus with all my heart. Thank you, Lord, for helping me. Now lift your right hand. Say after me, Satan. 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 Listen carefully. carefully. From today, today, I will not obey you again. I will not follow you again. Satan, I reject you. I refuse you. In Jesus' name. Today, I am free from Satan. In the name of Jesus. 
Lift your two hands. Say, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I will serve you, Jesus. I will follow you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for what you have done in my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, God bless you. Listen carefully, all of you. Look at me. Just look at me. Make sure you have eye contact with me. Listen. Today is what we call the day of salvation. It's a turning point. Recently, I had a a brother. He was one of the hardened sinners in the university. And he gave his life to Jesus. And his life is changed all the time. His, his parent cannot believe or understand the change. Today is a major change for you. Amen. Amen. Now some of you, you are lukewarm about everything. You are lukewarm about the school. You are lukewarm about God. You are lukewarm about even relationship. If somebody comes to and say, I love you, your, your, your response is very cool. But from today, as far as God is concerned, you are becoming a fiery, zealous Christian in the name of Jesus. And we are all going to work together to build the church of God. And I'm going to give you one of my books. Okay? And, I, I, and, I, and you are go- it's called How You Can Become a Strong Christian. Is it, a, is it something you would like to be? A strong Christian. Yes. Some of you at your age, too many bad things have already happened. How many of you, some bad things have already happened? Raise your hand. At your age, think about it. Then what about the future? Hey! So, this is very important. Why do you have to be a strong Christian? There's a very simple reason. Do you want to know the reason? Do you want to know the reason? How many of you went to boarding school? Were you cheated in boarding school? Uh, when I went to boarding school in Form 1, there was a guy who came, he was called Metusala, which is because he was like older than everybody and very big. So when they were cheating us, when they shout, one small boy, he doesn't run because he was bigger than the Form 2 boys, bigger than the Form 3, Form 4. He was about upper six. So even some people say he came to the Form 1 with his son. And his son was in another house. <laughs> it was just a joke. <laughs> you are going to be stronger than Methuselah in the spirit. So when the devil comes to you and says, One small girl, come, let me take you through some three abortions. You say, Hey, in the name of Jesus, be gone. Then the spirit will go. When another boy comes to make you a homosexual, say, Open your asshole. You say in the name of Jesus, get thee behind me, Satan. Hey! When another boy comes, meanwhile, already seven boys have come. This number eight, you see that you'll be strong. You say, Look, I don't suffer fools gladly. Be gone. You say what? Be gone. Say be gone. Say it again. Be gone. And you'll be very strong because you have become a strong Christian. Amen? Amen. Are you excited about that? So, today marks a turning point in your life. 
you will never be the same again. We are going to build an air-conditioned church up in the hill there. Would you like that? You see that your hostel may be hot, but when you come to church, it will be cool. Receive your air-conditioned auditorium in Jesus' name. Amen. Give everybody one of these books. Everybody one of these books. Ashesi University. Ashesi University. What a blessing. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you.